Zedheads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. This is The Walking Dead Cast episode 2497. Seems like it. <laughs> 226. We have an a incredibly special guest with us today. It's Mr. James Frazier. Welcome, James. Welcome, James. Good, good afternoon, morning on your side of the planet. I don't know. <laughs> what did I catch you at? Right at lunchtime. Yep. It sounded like you were going to say, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, so I think, I wonder, I bet you a lot of people know already who you are, but just in case they don't, James is the founder and owner of Walker Stalker Con and also Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, and he does the Walker Stalker podcast, and now he's the publisher of this entertainment news site, fanfest.com which has all these podcasts on it, plus a bunch more cool ones. So uh, a lot of um, fan-related activities. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun. Uh, it's fun what we do. And, and you know, it kind of started, well, it did start from a podcast, but it started, you know, I always listen to you guys. You guys are like the the holy grail of, of, of uh, Walking Dead podcast. So I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's amazing. Um, I know you, um, you... I don't know if we've talked about it. We probably have on this podcast, huh? but you uh, started off as a huge Lost fan and you actually collected a bunch of the props from that show. Yes. Yes. What'd I, you get? I'm so actually, cool. All right. So I'm, I'm actually sitting at my desk um, and to the left of me, I have a Dharma jumpsuit from one of the sub operators. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> on my desk, I have a, a Virgin Mary statue from the show. And uh, Dharma beer. Wow, can. that's from uh, the van, right? Yeah, the Virgin. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if that one came from the van, but it's from the show. Yeah. And actually, th this last so week, I acquired the Dharma emblem off the front of one of the vans. Oh, that's amazing. You keep collecting. Now wait, didn't that's you? Amazing. You had a bunch of stuff, and then didn't you like give it to some dude who was starting a lost museum? So I, I did. Uh, I, there. I had so much, and I think it was like one of those episodes of Hoarders. And, my <laughs> wife and she's like, I just need to get rid of this stuff. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, I had I had massive withdrawals, and, and literally it was oh, so hard. Yeah, but I, it I, is yeah, hard. I sold yeah. a lot of it to, uh, to a guy, and then uh, 
I want to say somebody close to him and ended up going through cancer and he needed to sell it. So I bought a lot of it back. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, so it, it came home. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I have an issue. Uh, it's, it's my, it's my sh- favorite show. And it is, uh, also it feeds an addiction to collect something. I don't know. I feel like you, I, for some reason, I just want you to have all of the lost stuff at your house. Yes, and then we want to come I would, visit. I would love to. <laughs> Don't you have like yeah. some seats from the from I do. Oceanic? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. In the studio, I've got the Oceanic 815 seats. <gasps> oh. Uh, I. What else do I have? In the in in my I, I have a a a little side table that was Rose and Bernard's table in their camp um, that they had made. Yeah. And. I think that's about it. But then at the office, I have a whole like side of the of the plane. Um, it's oh like five God. feet by four feet. Cool. And it's got the part of the oceanic logo on it, oh. and then I have the polar bear head. <laughs> oh my I have God! The actual polar bear head. And do you know what else, Karen? Um, Jorge what? Garcia actually lives in James' basement. <laughs> you collected Jorge Garcia. Collecting the people. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So, Karen, I think you're doing this too. Karen and I are going down to LA for the the Giacchino concert in September. Yeah. Yeah. You going. Can be there it's be too? Cool. Yeah. He's going Friday night. So, I don't know if we'll cross paths, but maybe. Oh, are you yep. going to um, the Walking Dead? Um, the, the Walking Dead exhibit at Universal, at Universal Studios. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I'm going to skip it. I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go to do uh, we're going to go to the Lost concert and get up the next morning. We're going to go to Hawaii and stay in Oahu. Oh my and, god! For vacation and then go do the Lost tour. Nice. Oh my god! That's super yes. cool. It's <laughs> so great. Maybe on the way to Hawaii, you will get sucked into another dimension or something. Now you know that would be the most amazing thing. Wouldn't that for be? Me. <laughs> to actually see and be scanned by the smoke monster we have to go back <laughs> all right well it's awesome to reminisce but this episode we're going to be talking about new stuff because comic-con yeah. just happened and there was so much news it seems like more than most comic cons so that's james since james since you do this news site and i know you're a huge fan i thought it'd be fun to have you on just to talk about all the news that came out Totally. Then we're going to talk about which Walking Dead character we would want as a roommate. That'll be just a short little fun segment. And then Karen and I watched uh, this Netflix series, Stranger Thing, that about mm-hmm. seven or eight different listeners said, you guys got to watch this. So we watched it and we'll talk about that a little bit. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people it kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Deadcast news update. All right. News. So before I get into the Comic-Con, all the various different Comic-Con things, because this is not just going to be mm-hmm. Walking Dead, it's going to be everything. But let's talk about the Walking Dead news that's come out. So uh, the Walking Dead season premiere has been well they've revealed that it's set to air on sunday october 23rd which is great and kirkman said i think on the comic-con panel that at one point he thought the comic would end when they reached alexandria but that changed 
And someone asked Andrew Lincoln when he thought that this whole thing might end. He said, I don't know, man. I mean, the comic book's still going. And Scott Gimple said that maybe there was an opportunity to finish the comic book and the TV series at the same time, which would be kind of cool. So I feel like they're maybe starting to think about wrapping this whole thing up. Wow. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe, you know, it's just talk. But mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they, even though... I love it it scares me because I love doing this podcast that maybe it is around it is kind of time to start thinking about wrapping it up what do you think about that James well I I think it's it's got two elements to it one you're you're gonna I think that you're naturally gonna lose fans no matter or viewers no matter what the show is as the longer it goes on people Mm -hmm. lives change they get involved in other things so I think you've got to realize that within a few more years your your the maximum number of viewers is going to pass and so you want to at least try to please them with some sort of ending because really that's what these are they're stories and you know there's a beginning and a middle and an end and the other thing that is that concerns me is that you've you'll be asking these actors now to spend what 8 to 10 years on one project right. on living in one place mm-hmm. and i mean a lot of people, they get stuck in a job for, for most of their lives, but actors really like to play different parts. I mean, that's the fun thing about mm-hmm. acting. And I I guess you should be blessed at one point of, of getting a role like this, but at the same time, you're asking these people, you know, like someone like Chandler Riggs from <laughs> from the moment the kid's 10 <laughs> till he's 20 to, to, to do something. And you're going to ask him then for the next five years of his life. And, you know, within a couple more years, he'll be able to start college. And I, I just think there's a lot of, external factors that that do pressure the show to to come to an ending and then also too i don't know how much you guys talk about the comics in terms of you know with with your listeners and they're spoiling it but 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 you know there is a there is a bit of a time jump in the comics and i don't think that's really spoiling anything i don't think they can address that on the show i don't think they could go from a season to a season and go oh it's been three years or it's been two years paste a beard on Carl or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I think they're going to, I think they're going to have to, um, they're going to have to, to, to just keep the story going, but go with the comic book storyline, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I agree. I I think, I, I think we're definitely on the, the downslope with, I think maybe three, maybe four more years, you know, they all talk, that they could go on for another 10, but <laughs> I just don't think it's realistic to ask viewers and the actors themselves to, to commit so long to one thing. Right. Andrew Lincoln, I think is going nuts. And, and the paradoxical thing about it is yes, they are doing this show for so long, but the more they do it and the more popular it gets, the more notoriety these actors get. And so that means that they have more opportunity to do different things going to like movies or whatever a motorcycle yeah. tv show <laughs> yeah. yeah or i mean i'm sure andrew lincoln at this point could go do a really cool movie or something if he yep if he wanted to mm-hmm. but yeah. uh one thing i always say to not to dwell on this too much but a show you know a lot of great shows recently like breaking bad and Mad Men have had sort of an arc in mind, and so mm-hmm. they that it works so well to stick the landing. But if a show doesn't have an ending in mind, then the only way that it's going to end is if it people don't like it anymore. Right, and I don't I don't want to see that happen. No, and I don't exactly. think it, I don't think it will. But I, I there is nothing wrong with going 
all right, we have a vision on how this show is going to end and let's start writing towards right. that. Even if it's a few seasons from now. And that's what Lost right. did. Yeah, exactly. That is what Lost did. That's exactly right. And, and I have, I read somewhere that we can expect some significant deviation from the comic books this season, that it's not going to follow exactly along the lines of the comic mm-hmm. for this storyline. Is the tiger an elephant? <laughs> no no it's a dog <laughs> it's you've seen it yeah i've seen it yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're gonna talk about elf. that yeah <laughs> really it's actually me i'm i'm in a motion capture oh suit. let's hear in the suit well, let's hear it's the roar how does right. it sound well I, you know I, I have to just do it on set so it's not very good uh-huh. of course you know you really do it but it's more like rawr <laughs> not good at all that's it's terrible well, you know yeah it's, it's terrible, tv it, so well, and you know it it, it helps it, it you know honestly it, it, you know uh carrie peyton who play who's playing ezekiel it, it helps him at least pretend like there's a line next to him when he yeah, do it of course so, mm-hmm. yeah and i heard you did get out of hand and start biting a couple of the crew members but they had some chasers on set <laughs> Well, they, look, they were they were disappointed. They were expecting a real tiger when I came on to set that day. Yeah. So I at least had to give them some of what they wanted. <laughs> right. All right. So this next uh, item is for you, Karen. Um, Scott Gimple said that not all season seven episodes revolve around death. <laughs> but but, but 99% He says so. quote There's absolutely lightness There's absolutely huh. humor There's actually more friendship But the story is how do you get there So yeah I, I would guess around 99% death But at least <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he heard me? Yeah Good. I think he loves I want, you You think that um, the very first scene Is going to be just the giant uh, Kumbaya that the bat gets put down mm-hmm. He's like just kidding Just want to scare you Come on everybody bring it in bring it in And then it's just like a big love fest James Karen's going to quit this podcast Because she's <laughs> starting to hate it when characters die And I'm like it's the walking dead <laughs> Gosh I, I'm, I'm wishing for more death Yeah like, More like, I Not. Wanted, at, the end of, at the end of this last season I'm like no you didn't kill anybody yeah. I want that was terribly disappointed oh people died yeah just fill into your bloodthirsty side karen that's how you cope (laughs) (laughs) okay next lenny james joined the cast of the upcoming blade runner sequel which also features harrison ford reprising his role which i thought was cool i didn't really see much information about it other than he's in it but there's another actor doing a big movie from the walking dead morgan and does that mean he's dead no, I, I yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh i hope not i like i still like morgan i love morgan i hope we're, we're far enough down through these seasons where people every time a walking dead person gets something outside of the walking dead they no longer just immediately go to that because it's it hasn't worked out it seems like the last no, several times right uh yeah yeah i mean they have a break in between and they can do a movie in there and here's another one denai guerrera is doing marvel's upcoming black panther she plays akoye the head of the elite wakandan security force called the dora melahe <laughs> which uh, sounds pretty awesome i mean i liked the black panther in the captain america movie and i think it's pretty cool that denai guerrera's in it but i think that probably means she's dead right 
Just kidding. Does. <laughs> yep. Oh, wait. No, I, look, I, I think I'm not going to spoil anything. I, I've, I've, I'm hearing in the world that, the, that there's going to be a lot more single character episode, you know, centric episodes oh, cool. this, yeah, this yeah. season. And so they're, they're, they've got these good breaks where some of the actors are getting, you know, a, a few weeks off in between. And so I think they've got some flexibility to go do some other stuff. Matter of fact, I, I like, I think like Alana Masterson just shot or is shooting, you know, some, some things or, or, but I, I no, that was before this season started. Sorry. She's but dead. She, had, she had a baby. She's damn it. She had a baby. That could be her project. <laughs> yes. But, um, but no, I, the terrible thing about doing these conventions is you, you just hear way too much, but I've actually done a really good job this year of not sitting in the green room and listening to these people talk. Mm. Uh, so I was, actually have been able to enjoy and I look and I'm looking forward to this season because I will be able to enjoy like not knowing anything. And that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to most about this year is I get to watch it like as a complete fan and not going, Oh, I know what happens. Yeah. Tonight. You know, that's, yeah, that's the, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <clears throat> I don't want to know either. Yeah, I was when I did my zombie stint on season two. I found out Sophia was in the barn a few months before anybody else knew, and oh, yeah, and I was shocked in the moment. So maybe you know, maybe I just had my shock early. But when it actually happened on the show, and everybody was so moved by that episode i was just like yep there she is <laughs> see that that's the episode that sold me on this show yeah that was the episode that made me go all right this show's got it and, and, the, the and Karen, that's why i want the death that's why i want the death you want the death because of that because of uh the that, little girl who died moment, yes you're, that you're moment troubled, man. every time somebody dies it's just you know it's like game of thrones yeah i mean oh, they just yeah. killed everybody you know and, and and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you people are sick. See, Karen, you just don't realize that you feel the same way subconsciously. You think that's it? <laughs> yeah, because if no it? one died on the show, would we still be watching it? That I seek? No, I no, have a real problem with, uh, with people leaving. I don't want anyone to leave. I want all my friends in I one know, place forever. I know, but... <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're not going to change we, We're going to bring on a therapist next time. That's a good idea. <clears throat> For you. Because if, if no one ever died on this show, then it would be l totally lame. A zombie think, show where I, no one ever dies? I want the zombies to die. I think <laughs> you people are the sickies. But that's just my opinion. I, I You say that, but you wouldn't be watching. <gasps> you wouldn't Maybe still be watching. I would. There's great zombies to kill. And I'm personally, I'm very, very interested in all of the ways that well, they make the world work again. Here's here's why you wouldn't be watching because the show would have been canceled by now. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I realize I'm, I'm in the minority. I I know. Yeah, I, I really don't think you would like it. Like, I just don't think you'd like it. All right. We'll never know. Let's move on. Um, So Walking Dead trailer. Did you guys watch it? Yes. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting. I mean, I knew it was going to be really tough to do a trailer on season seven because there's 13 <laughs> characters that they can't show. Yeah. And so it was like watching the supporting cast trailer almost, except for Morgan and uh, Negan and, and Carol. Mm -hmm. But I loved the way that they kind of made up for that by showing moments from 
these characters' pasts. So yes. here we go, you guys uh, listening. If you hate spoilers, you should skip ahead a few minutes because we're going to talk about the the Walking Dead trailer. There's not that much spoilery about it, but just a little bit about next season. So it's Negan repeating, I'm going to beat the holy hell out of one of you. And then he's counting down. And during this countdown, you show mo- it shows moments of the character's past, like Glenn proposing to Maggie or Glenn going, woohoo, in that red Dodge <laughs> Charger from the season one. Rick giving Daryl, I mean, Rick giving little Carl his his sheriff's hat for the first time, uh-huh. stuff like that. That just really touched me. It's like, oh, Very yeah, sweet. we've been with these characters for a long time. And it was nice to go back and see scenes early on. And then after that, they just like it was like trying to edit together something, not showing anybody. <laughs> but pigs and horses and tigers. Oh, my. Yeah. So what did you what do you think, Karen? I loved it. I thought it was great. It was neat how they projected the memories, the flashback, kind of the yeah. the old memories on to what looked like the wood of a bat. And um, so that was kind of neat how they did that. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, it's it, it you you they sort of pull back and you see that it's bat. And I loved that. Then they went. So that was the first half. And then the second half is showing uh, what's coming up in the next season. And at one point they have Carol saying something like, I, I don't know what's going on in the most wonderful way. And I'm thinking, wow, you're speaking for everybody. And she's saying it in this really like. Chipper, yeah. goofy voice. Yes, exactly. Which is like, what is going on there? It's very intriguing. At the very end, we hear just a little snippet of the Bear McCreary score. The you know the iconic do 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 is so neat, and it was like, oh wow, yay! It's coming back. It was fun. So I liked it. Gets you hyped up for the mm-hmm. season. What yeah, about you, James? Totally. I, I I really liked it. Um, it it was kind of a callback. I think it was two years ago when they did the Terminus Car one. And then they had the whole back half of it, Beth. And so that, that's what this one felt like. It was the whole uh, the kind of flashback. And then you saw some pieces and then you had the Terra um, whole mm-hmm. focus. And I really liked what they did there because personally, I'm a huge Alana fan. I mean, she's like one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really I'm really excited about it. There, there, I don't think you could have done it any, any other way, though. Um, you would mm-hmm. give up anything. And I know people are like, freezing every frame trying to figure out clues as to you know if any of them are alive but man i, I tell you what i'm loving everything i'm seeing out of jeffrey dean morgan i just wish Me too. you know he could make it profanity laced of course mm-hmm. but <laughs> i really like it and, and, the, and the moment that sticks out to me the most i don't know why it is is there there's like a three to five seconds where he is sitting next to olivia pouring lemonade and it feels like he's got her like hostage or, or something. And it's just something really creepy and intimidating about that <laughs> moment for me that really, I think is going to be an example of just how he is on the show. Yeah. I mean, you can see from the trailer, there's uh Dwight saying everything's his or will be. Negan says there are rules. You earn what you take. Spencer says we should have made a deal with him when we could have. So it's pretty clear that Negan is in control here. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be at least what the first part of the season is about, which is I find that really exciting because it aligns with the comic. But uh, as far as profanity goes, I read that Jeffrey Dean Morgan does, I think every scene, they'll do a few takes where he can just cuss as much as he wants. So I think they're going to put a lot of that <laughs> yeah. in the Blu-rays and stuff. It, that's got to be so much. I, I, I'm sure when you filmed, 
like I my scene was 90 seconds when I played a walker right. and it took like 12 hours to yeah. shoot 90 <laughs> seconds yes. I'm thinking they're re, they're redoing all these scenes just so he can cuss <laughs> like oh that's gonna be so much extra work i know but it should make it so much better and part of me like wishes like and and you wouldn't do it but almost just don't ever watch the one that goes to television right. just hold out right just like i'm skipping this year till it comes out because it would be so much better just to watch like the the finale scene to actually hear him you know f this f that and and for the first time just to have that be the impression, I think would have been so amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, if anybody kills, like somebody kills Dwight, Negan's gonna say, "Fuckity fuck fuck, not Dwight." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what he's gonna say. All right. Uh, Nick Cotero, by the way, said the whole thing about the trailer is the promise of new worlds, and that's really what's out there—the sanctuary, the kingdom, Alexandria, and wherever. Tara and Heath are to me that's what's most interesting so broadening out the world even more than they did this last season wherever Tara and Heath are interesting I didn't even think I didn't really even think about that last we saw them they went off on some mission together and she's laying there in the woods with her knife shaking and lots of cool looking zombies around go Mm -hmm. Tara Die, Tara. Yeah. No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. All right. So they also had a Fear of the Walking Dead trailer, which I know probably neither of you care about, but I'm just going to quickly talk about it. So I, I actually it. watched it. Okay. I did. Although I haven't <laughs> watched I haven't watched an episode this season. Uh-huh. I have I did watch the, the trailer. This season, in my opinion, really was a step up. They they started making the show feel like its own thing. And you could tell the writers were having fun with it. They really dwelled on the concept of death in different religious backgrounds, which I I don't know. I just think it's, you know, it feels like they're they're getting in there and relishing having a show and doing their own thing with it. But just for listeners quickly. So you have Nick covered in blood walking down a lonely road to Tijuana (laughs) You have Madison Strand, Alicia, and Ophelia off together, and then Travis and Chris. They're all looking for shelter. Apparently, they're off the boat, so I didn't see any scenes with any boats. There's a lot of bad people with guns or zombies. And, you know, this trailer actually, I, I have been liking the show more, as if you guys have been listening, you know, Melissa and uh, Duncan and I have been liking it. But uh, the trailer didn't really excite me all that much, but I'm, I, you know, I, I'm still totally game to dive into the second half of this season and see where it goes and just hope that it stays as good as it has been this season and yeah so all right next next item so we covered the Blair Witch Project a couple of weeks ago Karen and I we had no idea that it would be revealed Mm -hmm. at Comic-Con that Lionsgate Lionsgate's upcoming film The Woods is actually you were in on it I know, it seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> A new and previously secret Blair Witch sequel, which is kind of creepy, but uh, I was stoked to see yes. that. Yes, and the, it looks, the you you watched it, right? It, the trailer it looks, looks, oh, it looks fucking amazing. freaky. Yeah. yeah. And it's got Jimmy McCune in it. Yes. <laughs> from The Walking Dead. Who played, what's his name? Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy in season two, he was Beth's boyfriend. He, I was there on set with him when he was in the Dale's RV going, ah! because he was being eaten alive. 
<laughs> so he's the main character and he plays Heather Donahue's brother who goes off looking for him in the woods with a bunch of his friends because that seems really smart. Let's go camp out in the woods where she disappeared and well, see if we can find her. <laughs> if you if you think that your beloved sister is missing and right now they're just missing, right? Yeah. So maybe and they found some creepy footage of her or something. And yeah, they should definitely go camp in the woods and <laughs> film it all. Just don't disturb any rock formations that you might find. Okay. Uh, do you have any opinions on on Blair Witch, James? I do. Uh, so it's polarizing. Um, the original uh, crew that did the first Blair Witch actually went to where I went to school the first year to UCF oh. in, in Orlando. Oh. So, uh, and then my future brother-in-law Nick Floyd, who also was from there uh we were actually talking about this but just that's kind of where it all originated and it, and it was just this it was a class project the Blair Witch was it was their thesis mm. essentially and and so we were just kind of talking about the origins so I'm I'm excited about it. the second one wasn't no, very good horrible no. but I, they weren't involved uh, with that either the filmmakers no they weren't right so I I'm I'm really hopeful for this one it looks good mm -hmm. um and I, you know it, it kind of calls back to that first one in some ways. So I, I hope it's good. Yeah. Um, the, mm -hmm. the guys who are making it, Adam Wingard is the director. Simon Barrett is the writer. They both have made, uh, they made this invasion horror comedy called You're Next that I never saw, but it was getting good buzz. They also were involved in these other found footage anthology movies, VHS and VHS2, which Eduardo Sanchez, who's director of Blair Witch and producer Greg Hale were also involved with. So they have a relationship with those guys. And these, the writer and director, they really want to do this justice. They want to make it the scariest movie ever. They want to make it a real quality sequel to what made Blair Witch great. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, and they also tried to freak out the actors, uh, kind of like in the first movie. The nice. director says, I found myself trying out all kinds of tricks. This movie has lots of moments where people have to seem really surprised. I kind of developed my new jump scare system. I have a collection of these air <laughs> horns that I would bring on set. I call them my scare horns. If you want a real reaction, it's not good enough to just tell somebody to act surprised. Uh, you got to really make them jump. There's nothing like a good air horn right behind an actor's ear. <laughs> so, so this is good. Yeah, and the quote from Bloody Disgusting on the trailer says, one of the scariest movies ever made. Oh, excellent. Well, that's I, cool. Yeah, hopefully it'll, you know, be good. We'll get uh, Jimmy McCune on here to talk about it. <clears throat> yep. All right, Ash vs. Evil Dead had a new trailer. What? It was awesome. Oh, is it on? That's another one I should have watched. <laughs> oh, so good. It's got... Yeah, I've so seen it. Oh, you saw it. So as I you did. know, as people who watch that show know, I, well, we do a podcast about it, me and a couple of friends, uh, Evil Dead cast. And you had Ash wanting to go off to his dream location of Jacksonville and ignore <laughs> everything that was going on around him and just have a good time. Right. And you're like, that's not going to work. There's crap. <laughs> so the this trailer, I won't say too much about the trailer, but it opens up with him with his signature um, chainsaw you know, and you, you see people screaming ah! and he's going Bzzz! and then he stabs the chainsaw right into a huge keg of beer and everybody's like, Woo! 
<laughs> and it's a big party and they love him and he's having a great time and then everything goes to hell of course right <clears throat> so what did you think J- james are you hey, did you watch that show uh i've watched the first gosh i i just i don't have enough time yeah in my day there's to watch a lot of everything stuff. i want to but i watched the first couple and i really like bruce i think he's awesome yeah. um but no it just it's it's a it's like a it's just a fun show i mean <laughs> he, it looks like he would be great to party with and yeah. you know, I, I really hope one day we get him at one of ours but yeah it just it looks like a good fun take on on the horror genre and, and that's what i like about it and that's what i liked about the the few episodes i watched yeah totally it's something totally different from walking dead just to kind of you know not always watch the same kind of thing um this season they have lee majors who was six million dollar man and the fall guy he plays ash's father Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother, also has yeah. a has a role. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, Chris from the Talking Dead podcast, and also my co-host on Ash versus or Evil Deadcast with my friend Rich. He's going to be in town next week from Canada. He's oh, coming cool. to San Francisco. So Rich and Chris and I are going to get together and record an episode, talk all about the news that came out, and we're going to cover the evil dead to 2013 remake so anybody who's interested mm. in that check that out okay next uh there's a show that i talked about last time called legion that i'm really excited about it's this mutant from the x-men universe he's schizophrenic he each one of his personalities has a different power and the show is being run by noah howley who did fargo which i loved uh, the last couple of seasons of Fargo. So I'm totally stoked about that. Karen, you said you watched the trailer. What did you think about it? I loved it. I thought it looked amazing. I, I, FX is coming out with some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a partnership between XF, FX and Marvel. And uh, it's got actors that I love, including Dan Stevens, who was in Downton Abbey. And he's fantastic. It's got Aubrey Plaza. He's so different in it than he was in Downton Abbey. You know, it's yeah. funny. I was thinking he was that kid from Warm Bodies, uh, mm. Nicholas Holt. Right. I thought he was Nicholas Holt for a minute. And then, no, 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 it's Dan Stevens. <laughs> He's wonderful. And it's got Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec, who I also love. And the um, trailer was sort of frenetic. And yeah. it looked like very well made, right? A well made show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. At one point, they break into some sort of like a um, Bollywood dance number. <laughs> it's great. That is happening in his head. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited about that one. Uh, Let's see. Okay. So if you guys have been listening to our, oh, I might have some news about that show coming up, um, by the way. So stay tuned for that Legion. All right. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know, the movie that freaked me out as a kid the most was what, Karen? Oh, was, uh, uh, ah, what's it called? Uh, Westworld. No, Karen doesn't listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it it's phantasm oh phantasm that yeah. freaked yeah. me Westworld out freaked out my husband david so yeah i loved westworld that also freaked me out so you're you're actually not wrong but phantasm is the one that made me not want to sleep in my <laughs> by myself and uh so they announced that they're releasing a remastered version of that and also a never released sequel called phantasm ravenger the remastered version is going to be available October 7th, and 
I'm excited about that because I have wanted to cover that during the break, but they there wasn't a good enough version for them to release digitally. So it just isn't widely available, but now it's going to be. So I can watch it again and see if it triggers my PTSD or, you know, <laughs> or what. Do you know, have you ever seen that or do, do you know anything about it, James? I mean, I, I, I visually know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I know that there's like this old creepy dude, but yes. I don't know if I have actually seen the film. It's really psychedelically weird. Like, you're in this mortuary and there's this silver ball that floats around the halls. And if yes. it sees you, uh, yep. yeah, a little yeah. spike yeah. comes out and it Ew. jams into your head and drains oh. your bodily fluids. <laughs> and that's just one of the least weird things in this movie. <laughs> we should review it. I mean, we should do yes, it. That's yeah. the least weirdest thing. I think one of the least weird. Yeah. <laughs> so excited about that. Dark Tower, there was some news. So Dark Tower is based on Stephen King's book series. There's seven books. I read them all. It's somewhat uneven, but I still love the series. So I'm happy to see this coming to the big screen. It's directed by Nikolai Arcel and stars Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. Idris Elba's Roland Deschain, who's this gunslinger. And it looks like an, the, the universe that he's in at first looks like an old West world, but you soon realize that it's actually another reality where some of our elements from our world seep in. And uh, he's kind of like a cross from the Knights of a round table and this like cowboy gunslinger. And when the book opens, Roland's following the man in black across the desert. So that's Matthew McConaughey. So fantastic. It's yeah, it's really, really cool. I know Leanne who works with us at Walker Stalker Con, she loves that series too. So we've been talking about it a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, there's one thing that I totally love about this movie that I've found out so far. The books, I'm going to talk about the ending of this series. So if you guys don't want to hear this, you should skip ahead right now, just like a minute, because I'm talking about the ending. Um, so the, the whole thing about the books at which Stephen King started writing when he was only 19 years old, this series. So, and he finished it like 10 years ago. So it's, it, it took him a while, but it's Roland looking for the dark tower, which is the nexus of all realities. And he, he his world is breaking up apart and weird things are happening. So he feels like if he gets to the dark tower, he can try and save his world. And so he's traveling there for thousands of pages and then when he gets to the dark tower, you're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? He goes up to the top and he goes through a door and then he comes out right at the beginning of the first book. Oh, and it's brilliant. And, and he, he, uh, remembers for a second that, oh shit, I've been making the same journey for <gasps> over and over again. And I didn't think it was brilliant. I thought, what the hell? <laughs> I thought I wanted to find out what was going to happen. And here's the interesting thing is there's a legend or something that said he would have this thing called the horn of Eld when he reached the dark tower and he would blow it. But in the books, he lost the horn early on. So he did not have it. But then when he goes through this doorway and then he starts back where, where the first book began, he does have the horn and then the book ends and that's it. But what I found out about the movies is that at the beginning of this movie, Roland has the horn. 
So I think what they're cleverly doing is realizing that a lot of people were not satisfied with the ending of the book and they're going, okay, this is the last time around and he actually has the horn and now everything's going to be the way it should be. So when he reaches the dark tower, you're going to get to see him move on and find out what was really supposed to happen. That's what I think. The movie will be a continuation of the book. Yeah. It's like a secret sequel. Oh, cool. I hope that's true. (laughs) <laughs> all right secret sequel <laughs> i i just talked a lot on this one uh, next one i'll let you guys so there's a star trek series coming up called star trek discovery it's been revealed and there was a trailer for that did you guys watch that at all Either no i've not seen that trailer but okay. i will say yeah. that star trek the next generation was my favorite show yes, yes. in my in my like yes. tween years it, mm-hmm. it was I got off the bus and ran in because they showed it every day, like at yeah. three o'clock. Yeah. And I watched, I loved Star Trek Next Generation. I still watch it. It was it for me. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah. Last episode. That It's an amazing show. Now it's I was telling Karen that, the world. that I thought the first two seasons, you kind of have to get through those to get to the good stuff. Do you agree with that or not really? No, I loved it. For, like from the I, first uh-huh. one, I ever, like watched right. it from the first one. <laughs> you know, it's like the afternoon, the, the afternoon local station or whatever. I think they played them randomly and out of order. Now that I think about it, <laughs> so I don't know if I ever actually watched it right from the beginning. Now I've seen the well, this, the beginning episodes, but I've seen them all over the place, and I just I always loved it because they were like. Like even when bad shit was happening, they're like the happiest go lucky group of people you yes. could possibly have. Yes, mm-hmm. playing you know? poker and very yeah. warm and comfortable. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's two tells if it's early or later. One is uh, facial hair on Riker, so early on, no facial hair. Later, facial hair. And <laughs> second, the other tell is um, early on, Deanna Troy is in a mini skirt. Later on, not so much. She's in a uniform just like, like a, everybody else, like a cat suit, a tight fitting. Yeah, exactly. Those are my those are my two best tells. For me, it's it's if it's later on, it's good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that show too. It's one of my all time. I favorites. was just watching it before we started podcasting. I was just watching the one called The Game that has, by the way, uh, what's her name? Ashley Judd is on right. special yeah. guest star, and they play that game where it makes them feel all high. Um, and then I was thinking. You know, maybe it's not such a bad thing to be taken over by a race of people that just want to make you feel good. <laughs> I mean, I've always, I've always had a lot of sympathy for Wesley and and his little friend as they try to battle, you know, the forces. But later on, I'm like, you know, that game actually seems kind of great. Hmm. And really, is it so bad? So I pre-ordered my PlayStation VR. It's coming in October. It's the game, man. Can't be careful. Wait. Uh, so I'm excited about this new series. We really don't know much about it. The little teaser just showed the new ship, which is the Star Trek Discovery. It looked like, you know, a fairly pretty similar to a any Federation ship with a disc and the warp nacelles. But it also had a bit of a Klingon-ish, sharp angular look to it. Huh. Like maybe it's a more of a warship, but I don't know. <clears throat> There's rumors that the series will take place between the first uh, original Star Trek and Next Generation, but they're being really secretive about it. I'm excited. I cannot wait. And the showrunner is... Yeah, I'm excited about it too. Brian Fuller, who did Hannibal, which is a really well-regarded show. So, yeah, so I'm sure we'll all be watching that, right? I'm knocking wood. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
All right. So quickly, Captain Marvel is a new Marvel movie slated for 2019. It's she's this a woman. She's a superhero in the Marvel universe. That's kind of like Superman like powers. And they just announced Brie Larson, who was in the room, is going to play her. Which she's I, wonderful. Really cool because she's so good. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good. Mm hmm. And then there were trailers for DC movies. There, who watched the Wonder Woman trailer? Either one of you guys? Nope. I I did. What did you I think? think? It looks awesome. Yes, I, I'm really excited about it. It's just got this great feel to it. I, I like. I just like. I liked everything about it. Yeah. I, 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 the I, look. I can't really put into words exactly what it was, but it's just the feel of it. It 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 was like a female James Bond almost, but she's Wonder Woman and she's got superpowers and can kick butt. But it felt like a espionage spy movie, yeah. just the way it, the way it was laid out. It's World War II era. It has Chris Pine, who's Kirk in the new Star Trek movies, as Steve Trevor. It's got a feminist bent, like uh, he. It's you got Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman together, and then this Steve Trevor secretary, Wonder Woman says, "What's a secretary?" She goes, "I go where he tells me to go, and I do what he wants me to do." She's like, "Well, where I come from, that's called slavery." Ooh. <laughs> uh, so stuff like that but it and her magic lasso looks amazing so i'm i'm excited it, the there's a woman who directed the movie her name's patty jenkins i wish i had a magic lasso what would you do with it you know go shopping with it grab like some milk <laughs> my magic lasso well, you know what the lasso does right no i have no idea the guy who invented wonder woman back in the i think 30s or 40s william marston he also invented the lie detector and that's what the lasso does when you wrap it around somebody they're compelled to tell the truth <laughs> oh my god that's really interesting that's not what i would have predicted i would have <laughs> thought that it was just some really great thing that you know an extension of your arm you can grab things you can like, do that like too. an actual lasso yeah yeah you can do that too okay <laughs> we were talking yesterday nick, nick and i were talking yesterday uh, uh my, my brother my soon-to-be brother-in-law again about one the wonder woman this trailer and we were talking about how great it'd be to have her at a show and I'm like you know what we need to do we need to like clear out like a like a 50 by 50 space put nothing in it and then just set up ropes and then put a little stand that says um the one wonder woman's uh wonder woman's plane or what, what's what's it called i can't the think invisible, of what it's called exactly invisible, invisible plane jet or whatever yes yeah. and just and yeah and then like people it, like you know that it's there and just just as a joke i mean it's a terrible joke but just to have the space of emptiness and you know claim that this is where it is and people can take their picture with it <laughs> I love that. Maybe just have a chair, right? Yeah, or One or just chair. have like a ladder, and you can say, you know, here, step up to it. <laughs> or just have somebody like have somebody dressed in like a Wonder Woman outfit, yeah. hanging from the rafters with like you yeah. know just really thin lines just floating there, right in the middle of it. That's oh. awesome. just like on the cartoon. I love it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say we would like have a rope that we would tie around people and they would have to tell the truth or something. <laughs> no, I like the invisible jet idea better. All right. Uh, there was also the justice league trailer. Did you watch that one, James? I did. What'd you think? I did. Um, uh, I think Aquaman looks awesome. Yeah. That's Jason Momoa. Yeah. And that's about it. I, it didn't really build any real excitement. for me. You didn't like the Batman flash scene. The Batman which scene? Batman Flash. You know, it's Bruce Wayne going around and uh, trying to recruit heroes. Right. And he's in Flash's 
home or Barry Allen. Right. Yeah. And, and he throws his battering at him and flash kind of moves to the side and looks over at the battering floating slowly by him and realizes, Oh, this is Batman. Yeah. And then he gets all fanboyish on him. No, I, I think, I think I was just more bitter because I'm, I, I love Grant Gustin's flash. Right. And so I'm, I think I'm just a little disappointed that they didn't intertwine the worlds and that let him be flash and then, of course, like, you know, I don't know if they ever would have incorporated Green Arrow or not, Green Arrow or not but mm-hmm. meld the worlds and because I, I think it would have drawn more viewers. So I, I think I was too busy, just angry that that wasn't Grant Gustin at that moment to get be excited about the that, that scene. I know what you mean, because I was going into it thinking, oh, man, this flash has a lot to live up to, because I also I think Grant Gustin's awesome and I love that show. But I think it, he did a good job. I was I was relieved, actually. I'm like, oh, oh, OK, yeah. this looks like it could be good. And and I'm glad to see that they're lightening up the tone, which they're going to, you know, they kind of have to do since these other movies haven't been going over so well that people have been complaining that they're too dark and heavy. So right. I think it right. could be good. They had a. Lego Batman trailer that was awesome. Karen, <laughs> did you see the Lego movie? I loved yeah. the Lego movie with all my might. I, I I will watch that anytime because it's so funny. So Will Arnett reprises Batman in this Batman focused Lego movie, and there was this great scene with he gets a Robin, and you see all these suits going by on this like conveyor belt, and they're all kind of flashy and gay looking. <laughs> and he's trying to choose. Oh, how about this one? And and uh, Batman's like, no, no, no. And then he grabs the Robin one, the the traditional Robin costume, and he's all, oh, this is great, but the le- the leggings are a little too tight. And then he goes, I'll solve it. And he just grabs the leggings and flips them off so his legs are bare. And he goes, there, now I'm free. Now I'm moving. Come on, Batman, let's get grooving. <laughs> <laughs> that's the great thing about these lego movers movies is just the humor yeah. uh, i mean even i watched this the, the the star wars stuff with my kids and just the little bits of humor that they throw into these things yeah are, are just phenomenal yeah they get to mess around with the formula a little bit and have fun with it they're all good mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was a kong skull island which this movie has tom hiddleston brie larson sam jackson and john goodman Great cast. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's set in the 70s. Kong is the size of Godzilla, and that's intentional because I think they're planning on doing a Godzilla versus King Kong movie next. Oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> so I'm stoked about that. I- I'm just going to go through these, but if you have anything to say, just jump out with it. Go ahead, Karen. Oh, I was just going to say, um, is it made by the same... Uh, people as the other King Kong movie, the King Kong remake that was just a couple of years ago? I actually don't know, but I have a feeling they're kind of starting over. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually what I read is that there are elements from the Godzilla movie. So they're establishing that they're in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then do you know about Dr. Strange, Karen? No, I do not know about Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is coming out later this year, November. It's played by some actor. He's a newcomer. I think his name's Benedict Cumberbatch or something. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) So, very cool. That character was created in the 70s, and he always had this kind of psychedelic, hippie, 
beatnik vibe and the movie is very psychedelic it's kind of like inception like inception yeah Yeah. Yeah. you see reality folding in on itself a lot and Mm -hmm. there's this uh tilda swinton plays this character called the ancient one who teaches him things i love her so much yeah i think if you're gonna watch a marvel movie this would be the one for you karen that would be it for me wow they made a movie for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. anything cumberbatch yeah, I'm pretty much. All, I, Sherlock is is in probably my my top five current shows, even though they only bring it out like every, every two eighteen years months or something. They yeah. just, I think they just gave a release for the next Sherlock. Yep, they're they're filming season season four right now. Yep. Yeah, I think they had a trailer for that. I didn't watch it. And Black Mirror is coming back too, by the way. Yes. So excited. Uh, the there were some trailers for the upcoming Netflix Marvel movies. Luke Cage is he was mm-hmm. already featured oh. in Jessica Jones, but now he's got his own series. He's he was great. Mike Coulter, he's a convict, a former convict with superhuman strength, unbreakable skin. The trailer showed him ripping off a car door and beating up a bunch of criminals with it with some light it was rap, rap music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you like that hit. yeah that, that looks like it's gonna be a good one did you see the iron fist i didn't i just heard about that one this morning yeah i, I want to see it but i yeah i'm excited about that one iron fist is a billionaire buddhist monk and martial arts expert proficient in kung fu with the ability to call <laughs> upon the power of the iron fist so it's all spiritual and he kind of it's the a dichotomy between him being this billionaire businessman and then a buddhist and a kung fu master <laughs> So cool. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, don't we all achieve to be that? Yeah. I mean, isn't that like really all of our life goals mm. wrapped into one? I want to be a combination of Iron Fist and Luke Cage. <laughs> I just want the Iron Fist. <laughs> but uh, then they're going to do next year, I think February, Defenders, which has right. all the characters of the Marvel series, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Iron Fist on a team together. There was a quick teaser that didn't show any footage, but it showed iconography from all those shows. And someone in the background says, you think the four of you can save New York? You can't even save yourselves, which sort of makes sense because in the series we've seen so far, they're flawed heroes, which I like a lot. Right. Yeah. Did you guys watch Jessica Jones? I did. Yeah. And I liked it. I love that. Yeah. And I thought, uh, what's the guy's name? The bad guy? David Tennant. I thought he was really good. David Tennant. He, yeah, he's he plays the 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 villain in Jessica Jones. Did I know that? I think you did. He. You don't think you did? Oh, I don't if know. I did, <laughs> I, I, if I did, I would have been all over that. Oh, now I have to go and watch it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. You he might is, not like seeing he's him. Probably he's the a sleazeball. Villain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has the he power to whatever he tells people to do. They're compelled to do it whether they like it or not. Like so a silly little chicken dance? They'll do a chicken yes. dance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. He does awesome. stuff like that. But oh, what that's he, funny. he likes to do is he'll go into somebody's house and then he'll just say, hey, make me a sandwich. I, I live here now. You know? Okay, <laughs> okay. You're my girlfriend. Oh, excellent. We're going to sleep together now. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I would... Oh, I've got to watch that. Hillgrave. Hillgrave is the character's name. Yeah. Yeah, Karen's like Karen's like David Tennant would have that power over me anyway. <laughs> Whatever you want, <laughs> make me a sandwich. It's okay, uh, you like vegetarian. 
And uh, there were trailers for, as, as I said, Sherlock, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Arrow, all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, we could just go on for days, but I think that's pretty good. Is there anything else that stood out to you, James, that I didn't talk about? No, I mean, I, I'm. there was a new trailer for it, but I'm really excited about Suicide Squad in a couple right. weeks. Yes. I, yeah. I, I just, it's got that kind of Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it, and which is my favorite marvel movie to date um so i'm really excited to see suicide squad and hoping it's just it's fun but it's got a lot of action and and good humor and mm-hmm. and good storytelling we'll see we'll see yeah i mean it, i feel good about it you never know they're so good at making good trailers for bad movies these days but everything <laughs> i've seen i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> all right so is there anything that you would like to mention or promote before we no, wrap it up no i i just thank you guys for letting me do this with you i you know i don't um you guys are always so much fun to listen to and and to talk to and uh Aww. you know that's definitely that's definitely something i i'm always miss still when i ever when i get to do the the walker stalkers podcast and miss having eric on there yeah it's just that good mm. back and forth banter but uh <laughs> no I, I, you guys are great and oh, no there's you. My life is not to promote. I, I just, I love, I love being a fan. And, and so I'm here being a fan with you guys today. And that's cool. That's exactly why I, I by the way, I asked you to come on. Cause I'm like, Hey, we're talking about a bunch of fan stuff. Who, who would be the person to bring on James? So it was you. <laughs> and, uh, but I do want to thank you. I don't think I've really had a chance to do this publicly, but I want to thank you for starting Walker Stalker. And it's been such an amazing thing to be a part of to travel around with all you guys and host these panels with walking dead actors and actors from other great shows, game of Thrones, Dr. Who, and also just to have the opportunity because it's so cool that I get to travel around to different locations around the country where masses of walking dead fans meet. And that means that there are always at least a few of our listeners there. And so I've gotten to meet a bunch of the, of you guys around the country and that's because of you, James. So thanks so much for, for doing that. I, Ah. I I totally appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. And I mean, we're, it's, it's humbling to get to do what we do and, and never in my wildest dreams that I ever expect that, you know, our little fan meet meetups would ever turn into to what they are today. But it, it, it's, you don't ever grow up going, Oh, I want to run a convention. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but just being able to, to, to do this, but the, always the best part of doing these events is the, the people like yourself, Jason and, and uh, everybody yeah. else on our team, getting to see everybody and hanging out and being fans first and then meeting so many people who share the same passion and getting to give them these amazing experiences and opportunities it's just fun and there's always something every weekend it never fails where you're just like brought to tears because somebody you know some you know sick child or 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 just somebody's just had a, a really difficult time and you get to make these these moments and that's really what it's all about and that's what really keeps me driven to to do the next one and so it's it's a blessing and an honor to to get to do this uh as many times as we do that's awesome. great. <laughs> James. All right, real quick before we go, which Walking Dead character, James, would you want as a roommate? Not in the zombie apocalypse, but in the real world and why? 
All right. So I, I thought about this, and and since my wife never listens to any of my podcasts, so that that really frees me up to kind of speak <laughs> openly. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and and you know, look, I I just I can't live with another guy. I, I just know, like, if I had to, even had to live with like a a clone of me, it would just suck. So I couldn't live with another guy. So it's got to be a girl. And if you're gonna live with with somebody, uh, you probably ought to make it, you know, at least worth your while, at least eye candy wise. So I'm actually, this may surprise you. Um, I'm going to actually go with, uh, uh, Alexandra Breckenridge. Um, ah. just because even if you take some of the, the, the stuff off the show, you know, she can cut hair, she can cook. Um, <laughs> because good hair is so important. <laughs> But right, but um, you know she's beautiful, and 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 if you're going, are we are we going character version character. living in the real world? Character, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although, yeah, yeah. Alexandra's totally. awesome. I mean, she's a good mom. Yeah, I, she she's a good mom. I would be a little concerned that she'd probably cheat on me at some point, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, that's who I'm gonna go with. Yeah, and you know she can find somewhere else to leave her kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You just said her. You didn't say they had to bring anybody along. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's a good one. I thought about her, too. Well, we're going to do our our whole segment on that, but I just wanted to get get your take uh, before we say goodbye. So that's pretty cool. It sounds like a good rationale. I think um, she's on my list, too. Yeah. Just put a disclaimer in the description. Mm-hmm. That my that my wife shouldn't listen if she okay. does, decides for once. Got it. Because if your wife listens, then it's then it's Eugene. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. He's like MacGyver. He can if something's broke, he's going to be able to fix it. Yeah, or at least he'll say he can. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks so much, James. It was, Thanks, that was James. a lot of fun. All right, it's an honor. Appreciate it, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, that's it for the extensive news section, probably the longest one we've ever done in the history of the show. Let's move on to our first sponsor, and that's Blue Apron. What do you have to say about Blue Apron? Well, I'm really glad we have Blue Apron as a sponsor. It's been a fun experience. Um, I get caught up in a lot of cooking ruts, and maybe some people know what I mean, making the same stuff over and over again. And it's been so fun the last couple months getting a chance to break out of my normal cooking routine and cook healthy, fresh, interesting, high-quality meals that are easy and fun to put together. And they are really actually easy and fun to put together because they they take a lot of the shopping, I mean, any of the shopping, and they take it all and they give you a wonderful little recipe card and you follow the instructions and you make really amazing meals. And they don't repeat recipes within a year, which is great. And I'm also a problem, as everybody knows, because I'm a vegetarian and Blue Apron really takes great care of of my dietary needs. So that's kind of neat. I don't see that as a problem at all, by the way. And I don't think you should <laughs> talk about it that way. <laughs> I, I admire you. Well, you know what? Blue Apron doesn't the, see it as a problem either, yeah, yeah. which is pretty awesome. And it's it's less than $10 per meal, which is amazing because the portions are really generous. And I actually think that they last longer than that I ended up making two of my last meals with them, my ramen dish and my eggplant tagine um, with couscous. I made those last much longer. So they're really generous in their portions. So That sounds so good. I might actually try uh, a vegetarian round one of these times. Yeah. 
You should. You absolutely should. And they're so they're super flexible. So it's no weekly commitment or anything like that. So they've lots and lots of delivery options. And the ingredients you can feel really, really good about because they're family run farms and fisheries and ranches and local suppliers. And that's important to me, too. So check out these meals that they're going to have for the month of July, which sound amazing. Spinach and basil pesto gnocchi with summer squash, green beans, and fresh mozzarella. Spiced pork tacos with avocado, pickled onion, and elote-style corn. And summer vegetable pizza with garlic, lemon, broccolini. I love broccolini. So the pizza one, I was like, man, I want that, and I want that now. In fact, I'm kind of hungry. So <laughs> Yesterday, I made what ended up being one of my favorites so far. It's a spicy ponzu-glazed catfish. It's catfish with a red chili paste. Peanuts, onion, garlic infused oh. rice and zucchini with sesame seeds. And it was really cool because I sat there for 40 minutes and made it. And then Jenny just walked into the kitchen right when I had these two plates made <laughs> and I just handed it to her. I'm like, hey, you want you want this? And I'm go. like, I'm so cool. <laughs> and she she, <laughs> she really husband. liked it. So it made me feel uh, so good. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. And that, man, that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. So. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free and free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash deadcast. And um, you'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash deadcast. Yeah, and I, I recommend this. This is one of the ones that I've definitely continued on with on my own dime after we got our free sample and yep. I'm, I'm a customer now, so <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, it really is. Okay, now we get to talk about which characters we would want as a roommate. And then you guys wrote in a bunch of awesome responses. So we'll hear what you have to say, too. <laughs> what do you say, Karen? All right, so my top five, I'm going to start with number five. And that is, I'm so predictable. I mean, let's face it. But I have a pretty good reason for it. It would be Glenn. Yeah, no, I mean, he seems like, a, a, I think a lot of people would think of Glenn right away with this question. Yes. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Nice guy. Uh, yeah, and I'm, and it has to be, by the way, it can't be comic book Glenn, although I'm sure comic book Glenn is perfectly lovely. It has to be Steven Yun. So I want him as my roommate, not as Steven Yun, but as Glenn. So he can go get us pizzas, and that's important. And he's smart and he's resourceful and he's funny and he's kind. And we've seen that he doesn't mind going to the store to pick up stuff. Remember when he got the test kit for Lori? And he's a team player. So I want him on my side. And um, I believe that, I mean, I'm thinking that it's a large apartment because it's going to accommodate all the people I'm going to talk about. So um, in this giant apartment or a house, whatever, Glenn is like a key part of happiness in the home. I didn't do a top five, by the way. I just, I guess I have a couple of picks, but. Okay, do it, man. Okay. Well, okay. So just thinking about this, I'm like, all right. I started to get stressed out because I didn't realize this was going to happen, but I've had to find roommates before, not for a long time. You know, I'm married now. I have a kid. I, I, but in my twenties at college and, and you know, it could be fun, but it's also stressful because you're going to have to live with this, these people and you don't always end up liking each other or getting along. And you're like, I want someone who is going to be, who, who's going to be okay. And so I'm like, do I want someone who has their shit together more than me and might judge me? 
<laughs> or who has their shit together less than me and might annoy me? No. I want someone who has their shit together about the same as me. <laughs> Interesting. You know what I mean? And also, I just look for people who I can hang with, who I think will be like low impact and, and I won't feel self-conscious around, but won't annoy me. Also, for a lot of people, like apparently James, it's also about hookup potential. Yeah, and, he was all about that. And I think about that too. In fact, when I went off to Boston to go to college, I um, became roommates with these three girls who I met online, you know, in a roommate connection site or something. And Come and I, knock on our door. Yeah, and I thought it would be fun <laughs> to room with girls, maybe because there might potentially something happen. It turned, Was there a Chrissy? Well, there was this really beautiful brunette, but the main girl who was kind of the um, leader was this girl... Well, I won't say her name, but it turned out that I got along less good with her than any roommate I've ever had. <clears throat> we just Ooh. totally butted heads. And huh. the other two girls, because they didn't know me very well, they kind of sided with her at first. So when I first went out there, it was really a hard experience for those first couple of weeks until I started Crunchy. making friends at, friends at school. And then by the time the school year ended, the two other girls realized that... I was the good guy <laughs> and they, they were, we were all friends and, and Jamie, Jamie was just too aggro and I don't know. We, at, once I moved out, actually, we actually became, you know, got along better with each other. We didn't like hate each other or anything, but while I was there, it was totally miserable, but I did end up hooking up with one of those girls a couple of times. Bow chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> Which is cool. Nice. You know, it's fun. And we're still friends. We, we like uh, talk on Facebook every once in a while and stuff like that. So probably if I was single against my better judgment, I would probably pick Maggie. Of course you would. And, and then I would either, I would probably spend the next few months pining for her and, and yes. heart sick. <laughs> yeah. But you never yes. know. Something might happen. She'll break an egg on your head. I know. And we'll play portal together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then sparks will fly. <laughs> but mm -hmm. since you, okay, I do have a couple more, but since you did a top five, I'll, I'll I bet I next. know what they are. So Go it's going to be Maggie and Andrea and, um, and Rosita and Jesse. <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. No, uh, Maggie was the only one I, I chose based on the potential hookup mentality. <laughs> So nobody else did I. Good, but you go. Good now. to know. Um, but oh, and by the way, if David's not in the picture, I mean, there's hookup uh, possibilities with Glenn. Well, wouldn't it still be Glenn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd still be Glenn. I don't know. I'm I'm open minded. Uh, I'm I've got a whole variety so a, a whole variety pack here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so you want me just to tell you the rest of mine real quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Here's the rest of mine. Michonne, okay. because she seems cool and interesting. And yes. I'm sure she has a good heart and she could write Tony Award nominated Broadway plays and read parts of it to me while we're sitting on the porch. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yes, yes, I do realize it's Michonne and it's not right. Deny Greer. That's okay. You know, my realities get very muddled. Michonne so. might write plays too. She might, she right? Seems very intelligent. I think she might. I think she was a lawyer, actually. I think she is, and and I think that she would like drink a beer with me on the porch and um uh, and and read to me the things that she's been writing. Hopefully, they're good. Uh, sec. Uh, mm, then Morgan. So I'm going with Morgan because I think he could teach me Aikido, 
and we could take long walks together and we can discuss big philosophical issues. And he, it, okay, yes, sorry. go ahead. He he might be kind of intense. Yeah. Like he'd he be would like, be. Garrett, I've got to clear. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? Have at it. I know yeah. the refrigerator needs cleaning, so yeah. go ahead and clear the refrigerator. Yeah. K- kill those ants. <laughs> <laughs> every life, every ant life is sacred. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it would be by the end. That's how I am about spiders in the house. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, every spider life is sacred. It would depend on which Morgan you got, right? If right. You got, uh, middle there's early Morgan who's yes. just some regular dude trying to protect his son then there was middle crazy Morgan who pretty much killed everything he saw you wouldn't want that Morgan no I wouldn't I'm I'm thinking oh and I chose based on who was still alive when we last saw them and the state of mind they were in when we last saw them okay so, so you want peaceful mm-hmm. wise Morgan yes yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want no trouble and <laughs> I believe that if anyone tried to break in he could immobilize them with his staff and we could cook together and maybe he could teach me some woodworking because I believe he's good at woodworking now. Is he a cook? I don't know. He watched the cheesemaker make cheese. So there's that. Okay. Bad cheese, but okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> With just a, a hint of AstroTurf. Um, and then I want um, Jesus. And yes, I Jesus. believe he's like MacGyver, so he'd be super handy around the place. And when we need to clean out like the rain gutters, I'd be like, dude, the rain gutters need cleaning out. And then he'd just jump like Hop spring up, up and clean out the rain gutters for us. And he's also, um, I um, have to say, he's also easy on the eyes. And I'd, mm-hmm. I'd make him like... See, you sound judgmental, but you're picking some... Uh, characters based on their attractiveness too i just like attractive you know yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. and i'd also make them speak in an english accent you, yeah you're getting your realities mixed up that's, again. that's, okay. that's all right hey that's you could okay. have rick do that too oh, that'd be gr- <laughs> or morgan <gasps> i should have picked rick because i would totally ha- yeah you know what i'm gonna have morgan speaking in a british accent too Oh, you, God, I don't I think that. you want Rick in the state he's been, most recently been in. No. <clears throat> Although he's been pretty happy. Yeah, hasn't he? A- a weirdly happy, except if I pick him. Um, you, you, if you I have to be uh, one of his people. if Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. A- and also, if I pick Glenn, then I kind of have to pick Maggie. Uh, and if I pick Michonne, I kind of have to pick. You know, you have to pick their people. Right. Otherwise, they're going to be all sad and pining away for their people. So uh, he, I have to also pick Carl. No, Carl. I'm going to say if I pick Maggie, then Glenn doesn't exist because I'm making up these rules. <laughs> sure, we can make up our rules. <laughs> Finally, I'm picking Aaron because I have a crush on Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seems re- like, he seems like the kind of guy we can like sit down and watch movies yeah. together. So yeah, so I was like, you know, uh, my whole thing about. Someone who has their shit together enough not to annoy me, but not so much that they would judge me. Aaron yeah. fits that. But Aaron might be a little too straight-laced for me. No, man. He's, he's fun. He's fun. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just when you have all these other choices. So I, th- the ones that came to mind for me are Glenn, mm-hmm. Noah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Noah, but Noah's dead. Bob. Well, no, the, not dead. Bob's There's dead. no zombie apocalypse. <clears throat> Bob. <laughs> Denise, mm-hmm. Tara, and T Dog. <laughs> um, I, I think Noah. He jumps to the top for me. He seems really chill. He's probably like cool, kickback, playing video games kind of dude. Yeah. 
I, I have to admit doing panels with Tyler James Williams probably influences that because yes. he's really fun to do panels with. Is he's, he? Yeah, he's just easygoing but funny and fun to talk to, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if Noah would be like that. But, uh, you know, and even with that, it still might be Maggie because even without like this whole hookup potential thing, she's just so chill. Yes, she is. You could probably you could probably play video games with her, and she has a pretty singing voice. Yeah, and and you can uh, you know you can sing songs with her. But I would I would have a hard time trying not to just be attracted to her, though. That would be the problem. (sighs) Good luck on that, pal. (laughs) Because Lauren Cohen, Jesus Mm -hmm. could be a lot of fun too. I think he's. Don't you think he's high energy? But I think that's cool. Yeah, he's gonna jump around. He's gonna do like parkour (sighs) with you. It's a tough choice. I think I would probably pick Jesus. I think I'd pick Jesus, but we don't know him well enough yet, so my answer might change. Do you think his given name is Jesus? No, it's Paul Rovia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Paul. Yeah, Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, he looks like Jesus, so that might be a little weird. No. And and then he's, he's okay with people calling him Jesus. It's plus. You see how chill he is? Can you imagine if one of your friends had a roommate? Oh, yeah, this is Jesus. <laughs> hey, Seuss is a name, man. By yeah, the way. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> By can the way, we, what? Can we talk about um, funny roommates from hell? Oh, sure, yeah. Governor? Oh, yeah. Well, Governor? let's say who we would least want. Okay, so I think it'd be hilarious to have as my, as my roommates, Negan, <laughs> the, the governor, Right, the um, wolf, the, any of the wolves, I'd be fine with any of the wolves, any of the uh, officials from Terminus. Uh, I think all those guys would be hilarious, and we could all get that. Would be a great reality show. <laughs> Me and all those guys. Yeah, I would watch that. God, so totally. would I. Well, so Gareth would be the worst because he might eat you. But then again, I guess if there was no zombie apocalypse. There's other food stuff. He he might um, just be the nice guy that he was before all this started. And you just have to hope that no trauma would happen that would reveal his <laughs> potential as a psycho. Like he, he walks over with a clipboard and uh, it'd be like, no, dude, the, the refrigerator is full of tasty treats. Right. And then see, the worst would be Joe the Claimer because he'd be like, tasty treats claimed. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it, Joe. God. (laughs) (laughs) He's claiming everything. Negan's always walking around with that baseball bat. TV time claimed. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Negan with his bat. And you just want to watch House Hunters the whole time. I'd be like, come on, man. I I, I was going to say Jesus, but it's just too weird in second thought to have a guy who... As cool as he seems in the real world, a guy who looks and uh, likes Jesus and is okay, everyone calling him Jesus. I just want to l- know a little bit more about him before I commit to living with a guy like that. So That's I'll say fine. Noah. I'll say Noah. Noah. <laughs> yeah. He's a good guy. Or Maggie. Okay. Let's do listener responses. Okay. The first listener response comes from Adrian Montanay. I hope I said that right. If it were like a bromate, I would have to say Jesus. 
If I were, if I was single, he'd get all the girls flocking and it would be easy to be the wingman. Otherwise, Rosita, no explanation needed. God, I know. Rosita is so hot. Yeah, she is. She'd probably mm-hmm. be pretty cool too. He, although she would, I would be afraid she would give me those looks that she gives the guys sometimes like, you're an idiot. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got a bad look. <laughs> Good point. All right. Heather Dearden Costa says, I would want Glenn or Maggie. They're the most well grounded. They at least had the presence of mind to go to the prison tower for privacy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would probably get season five and six, Carol, all sweet and nice one minute. And the next thing you know, she's threatening someone's kid. My knives are missing as well as my chocolate. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> right. Gayla Bear says, that's a tough one. Eugene would be entertaining. I agree. But his voyeuristic tendencies would bother me a bit. <laughs> you get out of the shower and be like, Eugene, can I just take a shower? For fuck's sake. <laughs> I'd love Glenn as a roommate, but Maggie might not like that. Carol would be awesome, I think. Rick would be telling me to stay in the house and going on about Carl. And of course, Carl would never be home. Sasha's a little unhinged and Father Gabriel, well, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Karen, she or she says, Glenn and Maggie, the heart of the group, they're looking to the future and accept others into the family as they did with Tara and Abe's army. Glenn seems to be the nerdiest of the group too, so we'd all get along on that front. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's a sweet nerd. Terry That's right. T- Glenn plays video games too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think God. I think I'm switching over to Glenn. He he likes Portal. What am I saying? You just like anybody who will play video games with you. That's a good test, man. And you know what else this made me realize is what a great roommate Doug is, because he's our housemate right now, and he's super chill. He's fun to talk to, and we play video games. So he's he's good. He's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I have to tell him that. <laughs> Aw. Terry Tango says, if I listen to my nether parts, I'd have to say Rick, just so I can watch him shave. But for a fun time, I'd have to say both Abraham and Eugene. Let the Abraham-isms flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe if you had one of those, you would also want the other one so they could yeah. keep each other busy. Exactly. Laura Willis-Wink says, Aaron, I think he'd be a meat freak like me, Mm -hmm. and we'd have the best weekends cooking delicious spaghetti dinners and hosting Friday night dance troops. Oh, I want (laughs) to join. Laura, can I please come with you and Aaron and have a good weekend together? He'd probably be fun to travel with, too. Yeah, I love that guy. Robin Springer says, Tara, she's funny, can be goofy, and she seems like she'd be up for whatever fun thing you'd wanted to do, or just eat popcorn and watch movies. Plus, she's resourceful and tough. Yeah, you know what? Tara's great. Actually, I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah Tara. M- me too. I think she's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool, man. See, there's a lot of good people on the show. Really Eric are. Sherman says, Eugene's pretty funny and would be great for talking and planning, but due to his voyeuristic tendencies... Bonaroni would probably never be served up at my place. <laughs> Despite the pervy potential, I think he'd be my favorite potential Walking Dead roomie. Also, he could help me with my toe lift form. His calves are freaking jacked. <laughs> are they? <laughs> I think that's natural. Huh. I never that's because noticed. he's always standing on his tiptoes to look over to look fences over. Yeah. into people's backyards. <laughs> that's it. Really helps with calf development. Mm-hmm. Vincianez. Right. Vincina says Beth and I would make a would make beautiful music together, but I think I'm in love with Rosita, plus Rosita is alive. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I guess having a live roommate would be better. You wouldn't want a dead one. No, or zombies. 
weaken it. Oh yeah, you were going to tell much. us why zombies make good roommates. I was. Yeah, that's what you said last time. You, you, I was like, who, who would you pick as a roommate? And you said it was going to be a zombie. <laughs> I would say hi. And you use the same reason I use because you could sit and play video games with them. Right. We both, we both <laughs> seen Shaun of the Dead. Uh, uh, also, they seem like they would really listen to you. You know, you really want so. someone to listen to you. Hey, come gonna... over here. Uh. <laughs> God, I had uh. such a hard day at work. <laughs> Stop biting me. <laughs> uh. No, you have them chained up in the corner and then they're forced to listen to you. And finally, <laughs> they just like stab themselves in the head because they don't want to hear you talk, yeah, talk, they, talk like, about work. through their own heart. <laughs> uh, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Uh, R- Radames Montes says, Daryl, our first Daryl. He oh, says yeah. he would always be out and about, so it'd be like having your own place. Oh, that's not <laughs> a good sign for Daryl. Somebody picks him because he might not be home. <laughs> Gordon Parker says, Glenn, he's the most sane and level headed. And I bet he would be great in a D&D group. I hope. See, he's too serious now. I don't know. Can can Glenn still have fun? I want to see Glenn have some yes, fun before I want him to be my roommate. You can't have fun right now. He was having fun for a while. I can't remember the last time I saw him have fun. He was like, "Let's play hide and seek. I'll go into the dumpster." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan Medzi says Rosita. Now that Abraham is gone, it's a good chance to move in. Wow, everybody loves Rosita. She mm-hmm. is beautiful. Jose Estrada says, Michonne, she's quiet and keeps to herself. <laughs> Lol, I'm a loner and love my quiet time. Plus, she's not likely to kill me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some of these other people. Right. Uh, Natalie Lapna Baker says, definitely Carol. Great cook, even with next to nothing for ingredients. Yeah, she's resourceful. Mm-hmm. Jenna Lee Curtis says, Morgan, he seems like he would make a great, he would be a great conversationalist. Yep. I got Agreed. the clear. <laughs> Clean the oven. <laughs> Beth Hoyle says Daryl because he looks like he'd be a slob, so he wouldn't mind my mess. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, suspecting which uh, of our listeners shouldn't live with the other one. Yeah, maybe we can hook some of you guys up. <laughs> right. He might cook up a good squirrel stew for you too. I'm telling you, roadkill. <laughs> it never knew it hit him. Lynn Corso Malinowski says, Dr. Denise, because she seems so nice and probably wouldn't hate me for snoring. I thought about Denise, too. She she might just be, you know, she might be fun to talk to and she would read a lot, which is cool. Until she gets an arrow in the eyeball. Oh, oh no zombie saying. apocalypse. This is like if the zombie apocalypse never happened. You've got to face reality. That <laughs> is fate. where they are. Martha Lizeth Salazar says Daryl because he's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> like and it. and uh, charismatic. Megan Divley Lehman says Michonne. She would be fun to hang out with, and she can keep all the topiary in shape with her katana. <laughs> Ernest Andy. Reich says, Carl, he's never home. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mulcahy uh, says, Glenn, so he can steal cars and bring home pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pizza. <laughs> Megan Kleiman says, Eugene, because I bet he has some great hair products I could try. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Holt says, enough said. And he said that because he has a picture of Lauren Cohan in her underwear. <laughs> Yeah. And Stephanie Pitcher says, Carl, just so I could yell, Carl. Carl. You can yell that anyway, anytime you want to. (laughs) 
And Todd Clegg says, Maggie and Rosita, because I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. knock on our door. We've been waiting for, for you. you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. <laughs> Who would be the landlord? The governor? I guess it would be the governor. Take <laughs> 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 like Ralph Furley's place. Oh, wait. Todd Clegg, you're not gay? <laughs> All Remember, right. uh, he was always trying, he was always yes. like, you know, that was the condition, you have to be gay. Yeah, because they didn't want any hanky-panky going on. No hanky-panky. <laughs> God. The ga- landlords don't give a shit about hanky-panky anymore, they just want to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was very uh, useful and worthwhile. And revealing. <laughs> and revealing and fun. And we'll take a little break and there's even more to come, so stay with us. <laughs> Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are. Hers and hers and his. Please come too. Come and dance on our floor. Come and dance on our floor. Take a step that is new. Take a step that is new. We will love a little space that needs your face. Please come too. All right, we're back, and it's time for our second and final sponsor. It's Nature Box. Are you tired of eating the same bland food even when you're trying to stay healthy? Because a lot of times when I'm trying to stay healthy, I just go back to the same things that I know are healthy and because you can't just grab whatever you want. But Nature Box actually has 100 things that you can grab, 100 snacks, because they're made with real ingredients, no chemicals, they're all natural. So making smarter choices doesn't mean you have to eat boring food. The Nature Box snacks are full of flavor, but none of the junk. And I'm often either trying to eat healthier and sticking to just the same few, few few foods over and over again or I'm just eating whatever I want and then feeling bad about it. <laughs> I hear you, brother. So I love to have Nature Box because I, I feel like I get the best of both worlds. You know, they have so many snacks to choose from. They are made with better for you ingredients. They are very delicious and you just go on there, you choose whatever you want and then it gets delivered right to your house. I have a box coming. It's on the way. Woo! Might even be here today. It has sweet blueberry almonds, which I've had before. They're kind of like frosted with a blueberryness. They have kung pao pretzels, which are spicy, and they're like waffle shaped. <clears throat> I haven't tried those yet, but I love spicy stuff. Mm-hmm. They have parmesan garlic pop pops, which are these little half popped popcorns, oh. and uh, blueberry almond quinoa bites, which look kind of like rice. Uh, crispy treats they're square puffed quinoa squares with dried blueberries almonds and pumpkin seeds oh my god you're making me hungry and of course i have my sriracha roasted cashews coming which you love those get just about every time they're always adding new stuff each month and i love novelty so i'm i think that's really cool it's really fun to go on there and just look at all the snacks they have them divided up into categories or you can look at them all at the same time and they have really nice pictures and you can click and find out exactly what's in each one nature box believes that you shouldn't eat something you don't like i guess it's just like a I, that sounds like a good rule, rule for of thumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you try it, one of their snacks, you don't like it, they'll replace it in your next box absolutely free. And yep. that's something you can't really do with your other snacks. So it's cool. 
It's really cool. And also, a lot of their containers are resealable. So yeah. they're perfect for like road trips. So if you're taking any road trips coming up, maybe end of the summer, um, this would be the perfect thing to take along instead of like going into the gas station and, and coming out with like a bag of potato chips that you feel bad about. Bring a nature box with you. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect road trip food. It's the treat that you can feel good about. Yep. They didn't tell me to say that. I just made that up. Trademark. <laughs> um, so if you want to take advantage of this, go to naturebox.com slash deadcast right now. You get two bags of delicious snacks without any of the junk for free. That's naturebox.com slash deadcast for two free bags of bold and unique snacks delivered right to you. Naturebox.com slash deadcast to get two bags of snacks for free. And Thanks. thank you to Naturebox. Thanks, Naturebox. All right. Now we're going to talk about some Stranger Things than we've been talking about before. <laughs> it's a series called Stranger Things. It's from Netflix. It's by the Duffer Brothers, who I actually didn't know this until after we decided to talk about it. But it's the same duo who wrote Hidden that was recommended by listener Vanessa Ng from Singapore last week. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's crazy. It but, is crazy. Uh, but uh, so many people, like at least six or seven different people have told me, oh, you got to check this out within the last week and a half or so. And I thought because of that, just to switch things up before we talk about it, we'll read the listener responses first. Oh, cool. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do that. You go first. All right. So John Bucket wrote, hey, guys, you have to watch Stranger Things on Netflix. It's so your kind of show. Richard Davenport says, oh, hell yeah. Such a great freaking show. Jason Zelling says, "Okay, wow, I just watched two episodes and went to take my plate upstairs before bed. I went upstairs by cell phone light and realized halfway up that I felt really nervous, nervous about the shadows. This fucking show made me afraid of the dark. I kind of laughed and then I was rushing to get uh, to get done up there. It felt like when I was a kid in my grandma's basement. So fucked up. This show is so incredibly well made and the genre is right up your alley. Please trust me. Trust the emotion I'm trying to convey. You need to stop what you're doing and go watch this. <laughs> Gijo Putiakunel says, have you seen the new Netflix Stranger Things? It's amazing. It's a cross between Stand By Me, Tales from the Crypt, Super 8, and Nailbiter all in one. <laughs> uh Finelli Halifax said, my husband and I binged last weekend. It was funny, scary, nostalgic, mysterious, and every episode got increasingly better. The child acting was excellent, and the characters all had a lot of heart. Beautiful storytelling. Pamela Joy Poblaki said, watched it all last night. Didn't even want to watch it. First episode, and we were all hooked. (laughs) And Driscoll said, oh, you're going to watch it all right. And then you're going to be obsessed. Just finished it 10 minutes ago and headed here to say, watch it. Then go to Spotify and follow the playlist. They thought of everything. I have to check that out. Me too. Aubrey Churchwood says, I just started it and I like it a lot so far. I noticed that prison era baby Judith is Mike's little sister. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Michelle Campbell McCune says, it's great. I can't wait to hear what you guys think and theories. I binge watched it in 24 hours. I'm really hoping for a season two. 
Kyra Brandt says, yay, on episode five and loving it. It's like an X-Files Goonie stand by me poltergeist hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> so fun to hear like yeah. the shows everyone um, mashes together. Right. Kathy Lund says, it's like Steven Spielberg, Stephen King, Love Child with a hint of J.J. J. Abrams. <laughs> a Susan of J.J. Right. J. J. Abrams. 1984, I would say. <laughs> uh, Evan Brookman says, I'm about six episodes deep and it's a suspenseful tale. My worry is I probably shouldn't be getting myself wrapped up in more series. There's only so much time in the day i hear you evan eric fontenot says it's good growing up in the 80s you will appreciate it brian mcfall says brilliant show amazing theme music and matt whitehurst says i might check it out but i just got hooked on house of cards which is awesome <laughs> i'm hooked on that show too i Are watch you? it i binge it as soon as each season comes out wow okay you know what i think there was so much hype around this that it made me not like it as much as I might have. Interesting. Without the hike hype. I thought that it had a lot of really great style and appealing eighties nostalgia. I love the music. I love the way that it um, kind of mimics the filming style of the eighties and also the eighties pop culture references that are just uh-huh. all throughout this. Yes. ET, a lot of ET, right yep. out of ET, a lot of it. Like when they yep. put Eleven in a wig and a dress and someone says, Pretty good. That's a line right out of ET when they dressed up ET. Yeah. And she's sort of like ET. And it's got a lot of Stephen Kingness in it and um Stand By Me and Goonies. Super eight. Yeah. And so it's really, really fun to notice all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But Aside from all of that style and nostalgia, I just feel like it's it's sort of interesting. I, I'm only through episode six, by the way. I've got two more to go. You know, the whole mystery aspect of it, uh, you know, I, that kind of thing when I feel like maybe there's not substance behind it and they're just trying to lead you along with a mystery that really doesn't have any answer, then I get a little weary of that. Although... Into episode six, it feels like actually they do have something in mind that ties it all together. And if it does, then I will like it more. But uh, I think the characters are pretty good, especially the kid with no with no, two missing front teeth. Mm-hmm. Love that kid. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of one note and and the story is interesting. But I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I really like the show, but I'm not blown away as blown away by it as I thought it was going to be. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. So uh, I didn't get a lot of hype. I was told by you, um, "Hey, uh, listeners have been saying, telling, yeah. yeah, listeners have been telling us." So I didn't, and I didn't really read that thread. So I said, "Okay, hey." And so last weekend we fired it up, David and I, and we started. We were just going to watch episode one, and we were like, "Oh my god, let's keep going!" And in one night, we watched five episodes. We have three more to go. We're going to finish it up this weekend. I'm so excited to watch the last three episodes. I loved it. I really did. It hit all the right notes for me. And I thought it was weird and interesting and mm-hmm. very... I loved the child actors. I especially loved Millie Bobby Brown. She plays Eleven. And I thought she was fantastic. Her face just kills me. I loved watching Winona Ryder again. It is totally a love letter to the 1980s, which is fantastic. All the props, you know, telephone cords. Great. Yeah. And he's proud to have a 
22 inch TV. Yes, it's so <laughs> great. And I like the slow build of it. I liked the fact that it doesn't it it takes a little while to ramp up, but I I'm by now I'm like I'm in. I'm all in and I cannot wait. I'm I, in too. I'm in too. But it's I feel like it's too slow. Like we I they've kind of hinted that there's this other dimension for most of the series and the characters start to realize it more than halfway through and then throughout the whole series it's been them looking for this kid and then this other girl having her pretty cliched high school romance thing which is i mean it's still fine it's it's interesting and i you know i want to know what happens but i i could kind of telegraph what was going to happen with her and that jerky guy and that she would actually go for the weird guy so the story to me like these others like et that it borrows from I found those characters to be more, uh, de- have more depth and 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 charisma, and even though these kids are charismatic, and also um, the uh, freaks and geeks. Have you ever uh-huh. seen that? That just yeah. oh man, it's got so much more cleverness, funny, and heartbreakingness and depth than this show, in my opinion. But I think I I, I think it's awesome that you like it so much because most people do. So, um. I'm the weirdo here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It makes me want to um, watch. I've only seen a little bit of Freaks and Geeks. It makes me want to watch the rest yeah, of Freaks and Geeks. So good. So go yep. on. I interrupted you. I'm no, sorry. no, no. Uh, I was lastly going to just say it, it was fun. The music is amazing. Yes, I agree with that. And it does make me feel like I'm back in the 80s as a kid, which I love because I love the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they, play, I was, they play a couple like they played Toto's Africa, which is amazing. Yeah. And they, also the clash, you know, when yes. he first when when he they flash back to when the uh, big should brother I whose name I can't remember. I go? Yeah. And they play that together and and Will discovers the joy of the clash. I'm like, go, Will, yeah. go. They play I'll Stop the World and Melt with You. And they played Hazy Shade of Winter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. By the Bengals. And they played some Peter Gabriel. I love all that. And the score. Yeah, the, the music is the score is like Tangerine Dream of Risky Business. Yes. Or Tron. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. David and I were uh, David's like, it's like Tron. And I said, No, it's like uh Tangerine Dream uh, <laughs> scoring Risky Business. So, it's really funny you should say that. Funny. It is like the love child well, of those two things. I've also read John Carpenter movies I uh-huh. haven't actually seen I don't think a John Carpenter movie since the 80s but apparently like the sound the Halloween soundtrack is pretty similar to yeah oh god it's and so great other things of the 80s the house like that's the house where it's uh kind of uh the second level has siding and it kind of juts out and there's brick on the lower level uh-huh. uh, with a angled roof that's so 80s. And yes. when Jenny and I were shopping around for a house, we found one in Half Moon Bay that was like that. Or I found it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I like this one. I showed it to Jenny. She's like, that looks like an 80s house. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's probably why I like it so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And on TV, you see Reagan. You see He-Man. Yeah. You see a Coke commercial. Coke is it? You see a poster for The Evil Dead. Yeah. In The Older Brother you see, yep. yeah, all kinds of the even the title font. It looks like yes, it's kind of neon, but not too technological, so it doesn't look too computer generated, and it's um looks like a Stephen King title. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, you know, there's it, it. You're right. It is fun to hear what which references people 
pull out of it what they say it's a mashup of you know i'd say it has some nightmare on elm street even some karate kid in there with the bullying and kids chasing and fighting and stuff but mostly to me it feels like a stephen king story mm-hmm. because there's a few stephen king stories where there's kids that get together to Stand battle an, an, an other dimensional evil mm-hmm. but yes it has a lot of standby me and they even named one episode the body which is the yes. name of the short story that Stand yes. By me was made from Right. So I do like it. And, and, you know, I just watched it over the last couple of days. You know what? I had Nico watching it with me too, uh, the first few episodes and it's pretty scary, but he watched it and then he, he just kept wanting to know when are they going to find the kid? And I'm like, I don't know if they will. And and he goes, can we just watch the last episode? (laughs) Cause he just wanted to see that, that kid, you know, survive oh that's really sweet i hope they find the kid in the last episode so i can show it to nico (laughs) (laughs) so i would say i would definitely say i also really like the idea of other dimensions especially this dark dimension it kind of reminds me of the mist a little bit um so i you know i guess let me give it a score if if i out of uh five i'd probably give it like a a four so that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a, a 4.8. I really loved it. And I can't wait to watch the rest of it. And I thank the listeners so much for turning us on to it. And I would definitely recommend that people give it a shot because people love it. And I like it a lot. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Great. All right. Now let's move on to listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh- <laughs> This first one comes from Andreas from Sweden, who said, have you thought about the possibility that no one will actually get bashed to death? Yes, I have. I.e. no one will die as opposed to what we all think will happen. Yes, Andreas from Sweden. Um, In fact, I have uh, contemplated that possibility many, many times. And that is what I choose to believe up and until the day that the season uh, uh, or sorry, the episode one um when it happens so the premiere yeah yep okay well i'm gonna just let's say for argument's sake we'll presume that happens then i'm gonna give my score for the premiere ahead of time i give it a 1.5 gax which is fine because <laughs> i'll give it a five gax 5. and 5. that will um and that will cancel each other out <laughs> cancel me out i'm also <laughs> voting for trump no i'm just kidding <laughs> okay uh melanie says you should check out this episode of the song exploder podcast in which the composer describes how the transparent theme was created we talked about transparent when we talked about tv shows we thought you should be watching transparent theme song i included it in the interlude of the podcast and it's really really good piano song and this podcast song exploder they take a popular song have you heard of it karen no and they they get the song writer on there and they uh pull the song apart and play little parts of it and they talk about how the song was created oh that's so cool it's really cool it's short so quick and they had a song from Weezer on there. They had ah. one from MGMT. So if you go on there, you'll probably find a song that you would be interested in learning more about. That's so really, cool. Really cool. Thank you yeah. for the recommendation. And she says, Song Exploder is an interesting concept for a podcast if you're into music, but I'm not familiar with many of the bands except for the Magnetic Fields. I see there's a Weezer episode, which cool. I, I already heard, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this next one comes from Samantha Miller, who writes, A few weeks ago, the Portuguese artist uh, Odith, Odith did a huge walking 
Drad mural. I'm thinking that's dead. Yeah, it's supposed to be Okay. Dead. In downtown Cynthiana, Kentucky, which of course is the hometown of Robert Kirkman and Tony Moore. Um, and it's the town in which the comic begins. They're also having a Walking Dead day on August 6th, and Kirkman and Moore are going to be in attendance. They've got some cool stuff planned, Q&A, special edition comics, tour of the city, etc. I've lived here about, I, I'm sorry, I live about 40 minutes away. Hopefully I can make it over to celebrate. Wow, that's super cool. That's great. In Cynthiana, Kentucky. I know. That sounds so cool. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, Kirkman hasn't been to any Walker Stalkers, so... I think it's pretty rare of him to go to something like this and yeah. especially with more. So yeah. I would definitely go to it, Samantha, if you if you can make it. And over let us know how it is or if any yeah. other listeners go, let us know. Mm. It's great. Michael Day O'Donnell says, I'm finally caught up. Love this show and your podcast. He's talking about Walking Dead. One question. I do know that they have bigger problems than walkers. Why don't they cut the arms off walkers and jaws and walk them like Michonne did when we met her? It was proven that doing that not only made them docile, but she could walk among the walkers. Yeah. Love the show. Thanks for all you guys do. I think they don't do that because it is practical and smart and boring. (laughs) (laughs) For a story like it doesn't help dramatically if they suddenly just know how to handle, handle the zombies it and the don't zombies. have to worry about them anymore and it's kind of gross <laughs> uh, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> this one's from vanessa from singapore who recommend hidden last time karen singapore loves you too ah, because i say so i wonder if you were here on holiday or perhaps to explore the new water visitor center ah, it, it's singapore's water sustainability facility yes some of us think uh some of us drink poop water it's a thing um, well, it, Vanessa from Singapore, uh, I was there on holiday, only about four days, fell in love with Singapore. I I think about Singapore all the time and it it's uh, um, got a place in my heart. And I drank the new water because it's awesome and I believe in what it is. It's, it's um, super, super purified, ultra purified wastewater. Yes, wastewater. And Singapore is fantastic. So she goes on to say, I don't hate you at all, Jason. I totally understand. I've no expectations on my end. Just wanted to share a movie that you and your listeners might enjoy since we're all fans of the genre. Good. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, here's another. I caught this one recently. Have either of you seen Freaks of Nature? It's no Oscar bait for sure. But as I was watching the hilarious zombie scenes, I kept thinking Jason and Karen would love this. Here's the premise of the film. In a small town of Dilford, there exists a population of humans, zombies, and vampires living together in relative peace until freaking aliens descend to invade. Uh, why can't this sounds we? so awesome. It does. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> anyway, it's good for a laugh. And if you like reading deeper into things, which I do, there's lots of social commentary to be read from it. I can't wait to meet you guys in April. Love V. That's, That's so really great. cool. I got to check that one out. Yes. Thanks, <laughs> Vanessa. You thanks, were Vanessa. so awesome. <laughs> All right. That's our show. Episode 226. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to James for joining us. Oh, Super thanks, fun. James. I love that guy. Yeah. It's good to just be able to hang out and talk fan stuff with him because I feel like we have this sort of boss employee relationship now. Yeah. We used to be more like fellow podcasters. So it's fun to go back to that mode. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just recently passed our sixth anniversary. <gasps> our first episode was July 17th, 2010. 
What did we say that this was this anniversary was? The iron and wood, I think. <laughs> right. Both of which are good for um, you know, headshots. Yeah, I was saying we can make a um, a bat and wrap some barbara around it <laughs> as a gift that's so sweet. Uh, a lot of you guys said congratulations on facebook and that was really sweet of you so thank you guys that was lovely to read we yeah, love thanks, you and thanks, we listeners. love doing this and yeah thank you uh if you want to call us you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD that's 650-485-3323 you can email us at brains at podcastica.com. You can find us on the web at podcastica.com or facebook.com slash deadcast. Next time, uh, I got an email from, I think it's called First My Family, that we did that Walking Dead survival kit yeah. thing. And they have a new kit. It's like a Nalgene bottle with some survival stuff in there that they want to give away. So yeah. the guy's going to come on and we're going to talk to him a little bit and give something away. Oh, that's great. It's going to be the last episode before Fear the Walking Dead comes back on. So we'll have to find figure out something else fun to talk about. Wonderful. Oh, that'll be really, really cool. By the way, I recommend to everybody watch My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's wonderful. And Alexandria's Mayor Deanna she she makes a special appearance on the show and uh tova feldsa i think her name is and it's kind of like a weird flight of the concords so it's amazing and wonderful and some of our listeners told me to watch it and you're absolutely right it's making my world very happy all you had to say was weird flight of the concords yeah exactly exactly (laughs) based in west covina california all right that's our show thanks for listening don't, don't get, get it, it. Teresa, Teresa Terrell. Terrell. These indecisions bugging me. Indecision they If you don't want me, set me free. Set me carelessly, Exactly whom I'm supposed to be. Don't you know which clothes even fit me? Come on and let me know. Should I cool it or should I blow? it?